Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day segment. Now, I'll be honest with you listeners. There are two ways for us to look at the home stretch of this 2021 Indian Wells. Option A, the easy choice, would be to become negative at Nancy's, to take a glass half-empty approach to our results thus far, of course. We're 17 and 23, down 6.44 units overall for the event. That's unacceptable. I'm cringing as I'm saying it. I'm thoroughly embarrassed. I apologize to all of you listeners. We are better than that. And of course, I will point out, who could have seen Taylor Fritz ripping off back-to-back straight set victories over Matteo Berrettini, over Yannick Sinner yesterday? I'll tell you what. I couldn't see it coming, and while all of the credit in the world belongs to the young American, it speaks to some of the funkiness we've seen unfold over the past few days. Of course, perhaps could have foreseen some physical fatigue on the side of Kasparud. He's played so many matches here in 2021. Knew his match with Diego Schwartzman was going to be a track meet, but figured Rude's advantages with the power he can bring to the court, the plus one ability, his you know success on serve compared to Schwartzman. I thought Rude would be able to make things just that much more easy for himself throughout the course of the match. Unfortunately, it was Diego who advanced in straight sets. As such, you know we had a three favorite parlay yesterday: Rude, Sinner, Hercats. Obviously, that one did not come to fruition. That was another loss for us, but. If we want to take a glass half full approach, which of course is what we tend to do here at Cracked Rackets, back to back days, we've had a winner on a single pick money line. Why is that important? Well, A, as we head down the home stretch of this tournament, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, that's really going to be the options. We're not going to have these choices of, you know, the big parlays because there's just not that many matches being played and finding the individual value, finding your locks within a day's schedule becomes that that much harder as a tournament advances. That's why we're feeling pretty good. We won on Hatchnov on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the Ostapenko money line covers as she earns a three-set victory over Shelby Rogers. That is going to be our focus on today's show. That is going to be the ethos, the spirit we bring to this podcast. Let's finish strong at the 2021 Indian Wells. We've got quarterfinal action here on Thursday. Two men's singles matches, two women's singles matches, both of them promising promising to be tightly contested affairs. Nevertheless, I believe we can find value on this board. Of course, what I want to do on today's podcast, as always, run you through my thoughts on the day's action. Talk about the money lines, the underdogs I'm watching most closely. Name the over-unders, the spreads I like. Of course, I have a parlay for all of you at the end. It wouldn't be an Ace of the Day segment without a parlay. But before I get into my picks, I do just want to remind all of you quickly— uh, we're recapping each and every day's play at Indian Wells over on our mini break podcast feed. You can find those wherever you listen to your podcasts, or you can find the links on our website, crackedrackets.com. It's been a really cool couple of days on the Cracked Interviews podcast as well. Have had two college ten- tennis centric guests, uh, one of them, former NCAA singles finalist, former 
associate head coach for the Miami women's team, Lau Valverdu, joins the show to talk about her illustrious career transitioning from coaching to playing and you know how difficult it is when you're trying to make your breakthrough on the futures, on the challengers level, just financially and the support you need to have success at that level. We were also extraordinarily fortunate to be able to participate in the retirement ceremony of 35-year uh, head coach for Valparaiso men's tennis, Jim Doherty. Uh, we were able to put a video together of the retirement ceremony. Fantastic work by super producer Daniel Westoff. If you've missed it, you can go see that there. You can also hear our conversation with Jim Doherty on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed. But of course, you didn't hear come here for the plugs. You came here to hear my picks. With that in mind, again, the theme of this episode, let's finish strong with that in mind here are my picks my gsp aces of the day for thursday october 14th over at indian wells let's start with the money lines with the underdogs again four tightly contested singles matches across the board you look at the money line uh, just we have available to us it's gonna be battles up and down the board you look for uh, the two women's matches we have on the day, narrow spreads between the four players. You look at our first matchup happening at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Annette Conteve, minus 130 as she takes on Own Shabur. I mean, look, both players have been exceptional. Own Shabur, your wins leader during this 2021 season. I think she's lost just one first-round match throughout the course of the year. Of course, for Shabur, it's been a year that's featured her first WTA-level title of her career. It's featured her first Grand Slam quarterfinal of her career. And with all of the success she's had, she is now on the precipice of becoming the first Arab woman ever to crack the top 10 of the WTA singles rankings. I believe by making the semifinals here at Indian Wells, she'll do exactly that regardless of what any of her other uh, of, of any of the other players, excuse me, left in the draw will do. But of course, she comes up against perhaps the most informed player on the WTA tour right now in Annette Conteve. You look for Conteve since you know Cleveland the week before the U.S. Open. She wins Cleveland, third round U.S. Open, wins Ostrava. Had to withdraw from Chicago, but has now beaten Trevisan, Andrescu, and Beatrice Haddad-Maya all in straight sets. She's had the easiest pathway, I would say, to the quarterfinals of any opponent to get there. She was the beneficiary of the Haddad-Maya upset over Karolina Pliskova. But again, given how successful both of these players have been, and I believe now for Conteve, she's won something like 14 of her last 15 matches. It's just two players playing super success, uh, super confident, super uh, high-quality tennis. As such, you can understand the thin margins. You can understand when you look at the tennis abstract singles forecast for uh, Annette Conteve. She's a 53.8% favorite. That's heavily weighted, uh, weighed towards her recent form. Own Shabur, 46.2%. But again, essentially, that's a pick them. This is a significant race, not as much for the live rankings where Jabour is currently 9, Conteve current 19, but for the race of the year on finals. Right now, Own Jabour is in the pole position. She's currently in 8th place overall, technically 7th place if you remove Ashley Barty and Naomi Osaka. She's got an over 300 point lead on all the players still alive chasing her in this event. Annette Conteve trails her by 405 points. Angelique Kerber even more than that. That said, Again, Conteve gets a win here. She's up to 26-16. Now it's fewer than a 200-point deficit. And, of course, at that point, Conteve just has to really win one more match to maybe even surpass Own Jabour just by making that Indian Wells final. The point being, 
This is a very high-level, stressful, pick em sort of match. As such, you can understand why the money line is where it is. I don't think there's value. If you're going to pick Conteve, who has been the better player of late, I think there's more value in taking her spread. Similarly, if you're going to pick Own Jabour because you want the upset, I think there's probably more value in her money line. We're going to hold that match till we get to the spreads. But you look at our other women's match of the day. That's the one I like some action on. It's just worth remembering for Angelique Kerber, who is 29 and 14 overall on the season, that since the start of the grass court year, she's 21 and 5 here. Over the last couple of months, of course, that run includes a title in Bond Hamburg, where she beats a recently now inform Anisimova, Kvitova, Sinyakova. She then goes to Wimbledon, makes the semifinals, gets wins over Mukova, Goff, Sribes Tormo, obviously, and now we know inform Sasnovich. Semifinals of Cincinnati for her round of 16 at the U.S. Open before a three-set loss to Leila Fernandez. She drops a decision first round indoor hardcore to Jill Teichman. However, back on the outdoor hard courts of Indian Wells. She's looked excellent here on her run to the quarterfinals. She's been tested along the way as well, but she's had answers to each and every one of those tests. Three-set win over Sinyakova in round one, three sets over Kasakina in round two, earned her first straight-set victory in the round of 16, dealing well with the windy conditions to knock off Alia Tamjanovic. Again, 21 in five for Angelique Kerber, who is the defending finalist here at this event. And why is that important? Well, of course, you're still defending those rankings points. And by making the quarterfinals here, you know, it's been critical for Kerber to sort of hold her ground. She's back up to number 14 in the live rankings. That's obviously crucial for her moving forward just to stay top 20, make things a little bit easier. But again, much like Conteve, Kerber has played herself into contention for the year end finals. But Guess what? She's got a battle on her hands. In one of the breakthrough players of this 2021 season, of course, Barbara Krejcikova is going to win that award. But Paula Bedosa, the 23-year-old from Spain, has been absolutely exceptional. 38-15 and 15 overall on the season. That's a 72% win percentage. She's, you know, uh, I believe 21-6 and six versus opponents ranked outside the top 50. 17-9 and nine versus top 50 opponents. 8-3 and three versus the top 20. You name the level, she's done it. And of course, for Bedos, it is worth noting she's won 71% of her total matches this season. 63% clip for her on hard court. She's 19 and 11 overall. That does include for her quarter uh, semifinal in Lyon, excuse me, where she was knocked off by eventual champ Clara Tawson. Quarterfinals in Tokyo, quarterfinals in Cincinnati as well. Now, you know, what's interesting, you look for her, tricky draw to get to this portion, and she's beaten Yastremska in three sets. She beat Coco Goff in the round of 32, earns a 1-5 in five win over Krachikova in the round of 16 to get to the quarterfinals. This is arguably the best tournament Paula Bedosa has played this season, including a turn, you know, a year that saw her. Well, I don't know. What was better for her, this or the French Open? I suppose that's a good question to ask. You look uh, for Paula Bedosa, who, of course, made that quarterfinals at the French Open, made semifinals in Madrid as well. Uh, this is her best non clay court tournament, I should say, of the year, although round of 16 at Wimbledon was impressive, even if it wasn't the most difficult pathway to get there. That said, you look for Paula Pedosa, career highs for her, hold percentage, break percentage, she's a top 25 club sort of player. Again, it's really difficult to pick these matches, and that's why you look at the money lines. Paula Pedosa, minus 145 favorite to Angelique Kerber's plus 120. 
that is where I have a selection for all of you listeners. I just don't think Angelique Kerber should be an underdog at this stage of Indian Wells. She's made, you know, she's the defending finalist here at this event. And again, recent form, as excellent as Paula Bedosa has been, Kerber's just been better since the start of the grass court season. 21-5 and five overall speaks for itself. And you look for her, it's not a cupcake schedule either for Angelique Kerber. During that stretch of time, she is, I believe, what, 11-1 against players ranked outside the top 50. Her only loss being a three-set loss to a then-outside-the-top-50 ranked Layla Fernandez. Uh, but I think we all know, again, you can pretty much chalk that up as 11-0 against players she's supposed to be beating against top 50 opponents, 10-4 and during that stretch of time. And again, who are the losses to for, uh, for Angelique Kerber? She's lost to Azarenka, Barty, Barty, Fernandez, and then the Teichman loss in Ostrava. You've had to be damn near you know, exceptional to beat Angelique Kerber. If you don't have a weapon to put her away, if you're not daring, bold, brave, you know, in the mo- in the biggest pressure moments, you're just not going to beat her right now. And what I love so much for Kerber, even though she's played, you know, uh, eight sets through three matches, two and a half hours round one, one hour, 50 minutes round two, hour and a half round three. She's getting better and better, more and more efficient. Meanwhile, again, for for Paula Bedosa, you just worry, has she played her best match? What goes into beating a Barbara Krejcikova, even if it was a straightforward 1-5 in five victory? I just, you know, again, for Paula Bedosa, who this is the furthest she's ever gone at Indian Wells, I just like Kerber's game on this surface a little bit more. I don't know what Paula Bedosa does to hurt Angelique Kerber throughout the course of this match. Meanwhile, yes, Bedosa's going to be able to hang with Kerber physically, but just... Kerber seems to always be finding the down the line. She seems to always be able to change direction, finding the goods on the run right now. Kerber's just playing exceptional tennis. Again, this isn't a bet against Paula Bedosa. This is a bet on Angelique Kerber. And of course, you look for Kerber during this 21-5 and stretch. She's won 20, uh, 63.9% of her first serve points, 485 of her second serve points, 47% uh, percent of her return points. You look for Paula Bedosa on the season. She's at 69% of her first serve points. So that's advantage her over Kerber. 43.3% on second serve points advantage. Uh, excuse me, that's advantage her over Kerber. Second serve points goes to Kerber. Uh, return points overall, she's winning 45.3%. So even though her break percentage is higher for the season, Kerber has been the better returner of late as well. Again, I just think Kerber's playing a little bit better than Paula Bedosa right now by every metric, by the eye test as well. The physicality is a wash, but give me Angelique Kerber as the underdog here to advance at plus 120. Now, we're only going to throw a unit on it to win 1.2, and again, these two have never played before, but she's plus 120 underdog is Angelique Kerber. You look at the tennis abstract singles forecast, they have her as actually the slight favorite, 56.9% Kerber, 43.1% Bedosa. We're going to take the value there. Give me Kerber, plus 120, one unit to win 1.2. That's ace of the day, number one. Ace of the day number two uh, and three belong to a couple of spreads, a couple of money lines I like on the day. Now, of course, you look overall, we have the four singles matches, um, and I'll get to the men's side momentarily, by the way, but uh, you look for the, I mean, if you want to take over two and a half sets in Conteve Jabor, plus 125, done. You want to take over two and a half sets in Kerber Bedosa, plus 135, do it. Now, you know, again, for Kerber, Plus two and a half games, she's minus 135. If you think she's going to cover the spread because she's an underdog according to the games, just take the money line at plus 120. You're not getting that many games, and you get better value by taking the money line selection. So that would be my advice on that match. 
In terms of Annette Conteve, minus 130 over Own Jabour. If you think Conteve is going to win, you should take her at minus one and a half games, which is minus 110 versus the money line, which is minus 130. Again, you're just getting additional value there. You look at the tennis abstract forecast, Conteve 53.8% to Own Jabour's 46.2. You look again for Annette Conteve here during her win streak, how exceptional she has been. You know, just, uh, again, the the first serve percentage is up. The second serve percentage is up. The return percentage is up. She's been a top 20 player over the past month and a half. Top 20 club player, excuse me, top 20 in both break percentage and hold percentage. Of course, you look in the head-to-head for Conteve and Jabour. Jabour 2-1 overall. She beat Conteve in three sets in Cincinnati earlier this summer. Conteve hasn't beaten her since a 25K back in 2014. That's the last time Conteve earned a win. And again, all three of their matches happening on hard courts. I just think Conteve is due. I also just think Conteve has fit like a hand in a glove on this surface. And that's not to say Owen Jabour hasn't, but given how high a floor Annette Conteve has, given that really to beat her, you have to be able to take it to her. You have to have the weapons to hit her off the court because if you don't have those, she's too consistent of late and her floor is too high, match in, match out. She's never going to beat herself. And I just do wonder, does Own Jabour on this surface have the weapons, have the variety to knock off an inform Annette Conteve? Now, certainly Jabour's got weapons, Jabour's got variety, but are they powerful enough to penetrate the court against Annette Conteve? I don't think they are. I think Conteve has been that good of late. There's a reason she's the tennis abstract favorite. There's a reason she's the DraftKings favorite. I'm going to go Conteve over Jabour. I'm going to take the added value and the spread instead of the money line. So give me Conteve minus one and a half games over own Jabour. That's minus 110 wager. We're going to throw two units on it. Let's get daring, folks. I know that's chasing a bit, but we're going to throw two units on it to win 1.81. That's ace of the day number two. Ace of the day number three comes on the men's side. And again, much like for uh, for the men, if you like a favorite, you usually want to go spread instead of money line. And you look for Hubi Hurkatsu. Really has been exceptional here throughout the course. Uh, Since the start of Wimbledon, you just look at what Hubi Hurkacz has been able to accomplish during that stretch of time. He's 18-6 overall since the start of Wimbledon. Of course, during that stretch of time, what does that include? It clearly uh, includes uh, a run for him to the semifinals of that Wimbledon event where, of course, he knocks off Roger Federer or, of course, he knocks off uh, Daniil Medvedev as well. You look for him overall during that 18-6 and six stretch. He's holding serve 90.9% of the time. That's the 90% club, folks. You know who's in the 90% club this season? John Isner. That's it. And since the start of Wimbledon, that's how good Hubie's been on serve. Now, of course, we're playing hard court and grass court tennis, but he's made the most of it. 90.9% hold percentage. His break percentage has also jumped from 20.4, which ranks, you know, bottom 10 amongst top 50 players, to 23.4, which isn't elite, but with the way he's holding serve, 23.4 is more than good enough. 23.4 gets him to top 35, top 32 as a returner, and just with the frequency he's holding serve, all he needs to do is break once per set. And he seemed to got it right now. Of course, you look for him. It's been dominant. Straight set wins over Paparin, Tiafo, Karatsev here at Indian Wells. You look for Hubi Hurkacz overall on the season. Again, what he's done uh, at, you know, he wins Miami, Canada quarterfinals, Cincinnati round of 16, wins a title in Delray, wins the Moselle Open. He is that good on hard courts. And you look for Hubi Hurkacz now. He's got the chance. You know, he's got a bit of an opening. Kasparud's been knocked out. And you look for Hurkacz one more win here at Indian Wells. One more win. He'll surpass Kasparu. Take that seventh spot in the uh, 
in the ATP points race. Of course, he currently trails Rude by about 50 points, uh, excuse me, 60 points overall. Uh, now, why is this important? Because, of course, we still have the Paris Masters on the board. We've still got Vienna on the board as well. Yannick Sinner currently trails Hercots by fewer than 400 points for that final spot. And that's a big number, but, of course, we still have a Masters event on the side. So, I'm looking for an inspired Hubie today, who, of course, has been ex- playing exceptionally well. And look, he's going to play a Grigor Dimitrov coming off the win of the season for Dimitrov. He knocks off top seed Daniil Medvedev in a three-set match, was down a set and 4-1 before overcoming that deficit in a two-hour, 14-minute battle. You look for Grigor, semifinal San Diego, quarterfinals here now at Indian Wells, made round of 16 at Cincinnati. Uh, he's playing better tennis of late. There's no denying that, and it's impossible to not feel good for Grigor, who, you know, really was impacted by his bout with COVID, and it took him just that much longer to find his footing again, find his rhythm. But, you know, again, this is not meant to be disrespectful for Grigor. I just think we're seeing a Hubi Hercots who's making the jump, making that leap into the upper echelons of the men's tennis stratosphere where, you know, he's becoming a top 15, top 10 guy, just tournament in, tournament out. And if you don't have the goods, the weapons to beat him, if you're not a top guy, he can just do so many things with his length and, you know, again, his aggressiveness, his proficiency off of both wings, the power on serve, his, you know, his skill at the net as well. Hubi Hercots is just a baller, folks. That's what this pick is about. It's a bet on who be to advance. And, you know, again, you look at the tennis abstract forecast, Hercats 57% to Grigor's 43%. Who be made the round of 16 here at Indian Wells in 2019. So it's a surface he's always had success on. Again, we're going to take Hubi, and we're going to take the value here. We're going to take a minus two and a half games. That's a 7-6-7-5 victory or better you get minus 125 there versus the minus 175 on the money line. Let's throw two units on Hoopy. Minus two and a half games, minus 125, two units to win 1.6. That's ace of the day number three. Now, of course, before we go, got to offer you all a parlay. I think the four favorites all advance on the men's side. I know we've had a ton of upsets of late, but Zirev, Tsitsipas. I know Tsitsipas has been pushed to three sets a bunch, but a slow, high-bouncing hardcore. He's got a day off now before his quarterfinals. He'll be just fine as he takes on Nicholas Basilashvili. There have been times when you hate him, and i sympathetic, very sympathetic to the people who are not fans of Alex Zverev, but... You know, again, Zverev, minus 700 over Fritz. Yeah, Fritz has been spectacular, but Zverev has looked so good this week. I already made the case for Hercots over Dimitrov. I do think Schwartzman knocks off Nori. Nori's just played such physical matches. Sandgren, RBA, Tommy Paul. No day off between yesterday's Tommy Paul matchup and today's matchup uh, with, uh, excuse me, Diego Schwartzman. I just think Schwartzman ends Nori's run. You parlay the four favorites, plus 275. That's not great. It's good enough. One unit. To win point, uh, 2.75, it's the most creative parlay I could come up with, or at least a combination of accuracy and not betting on the same people over and over again. So again, your aces of the day. Give me the Kerber plus 120 money line over Bedosa, one unit to win 1.2. Give me Hercots, minus two and a half games over Dimitrov, minus 125, two units to win 1.6. Give me Conteve, minus one and a half games over Jabour, minus 110, two units to win 1.81. And then give me the four men's favorite in a money line parlay. Give me Zverev, Tsitsipas, Hercots, and Schwartzman all to advance, plus 275, one unit to win 2.75 units. That is is your uh, those excuse me are your picks for thursday october 14th your gsp aces of the day of course if you're looking for the daily recaps 
hop on over to our mini break podcast feed. You miss any of our content. You can find it all on the website, crackrackets.com. Like, rate, subscribe, review to this show, the mini break podcast, Cracked Interviews, and our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, for the f- of an editing job they do day in, day out. Shout out as well to our friends over at tennispointtennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With that said, those are my picks, my aces of the day for Thursday, October 14th at Indian Wells. We hope you all enjoy the matches and you know what we say. Hey, great shot and may the odds be ever in your favor. Talk to you tomorrow, everyone. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com.